Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Hey, good evening, everybody. I'm so glad that you could join us this evening for our midweek service. I pray that everybody enjoyed their poor groups. So we're just taking a little pause for the month of July for in our poor groups. And I felt led to begin a midweek series entitled Priceless Proverbs, Wisdom in a Wicked World. I believe that we need wisdom, especially in times like these. Um, So I want to journey through the book of Proverbs to give us some wisdom in a wicked world. Um, If you have your Bibles, I want you to pick up your Bibles. We want to go quickly into the text. I want you to go to Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. And I'm going to be looking at verses 1 through 7. We're just going to look at a portion of the first chapter of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 1. And I'm going to be looking at verses 1 through 7. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. Interestingly enough, the, the, the subtitle of Proverbs chapter 1 says the beginning of knowledge. Verse number 1 declares the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. I, I love that. That means void of wisdom We cannot really detail our discern justice, judgment, or equity. To give prudence to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. And here's verse number six. It says, to understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. I want to read verse number number seven again. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Uh, The word wisdom found throughout the book of Proverbs, especially in Proverbs 1, is the Hebrew word shakmah. And one translation of this word, watch this, is skill. And if we can be honest, success and survival in a wicked world requires more than salvation. I I know I'm challenging somebody's theology. It requires more than sanctification. It requires skill. I want to say that again. Success and survival in such a wicked world requires more than just salvation, more than just sanctification. It requires skill. Somebody I know we're um, doing this virtually, but somebody say, I need wisdom. I need wisdom. Despite what you may believe, there are saved fools. I hope y'all heard what I just said. Despite what you may believe, as soon as you get saved, that does not make you wise. There are some saved fools. It's critical to understand that making decisions concerning your family 
in the midst of a, a pandemic requires wisdom. I need wisdom. I need wisdom. Choosing your words in response to racial tensions requires wisdom. You got some safe folk that are, that are spewing stuff that is void of wisdom in the midst of racial ten tensions. I need wisdom. And, and notice this even more, how to make our salvation and election sure requires wisdom. And herein lies one of the reasons that the wicked prevail in the lives of believers. I want you to hear me when I say this is because many believers lack wisdom. It's not that I can't discern that that's the enemy. It's not that I don't see the plots or the plans of the enemy is that I'm void of wisdom. The word wisdom or wise, watch this, appears almost 500 times in the King James Version of the Bible. The notion of wisdom is found throughout the Old and New Testament, signifying its importance in the lives of believers. I want you to say this one more time with me. I need wisdom. I believe God's will for the believer is wisdom. Therefore, watch this. In our pursuit of God, we should also pursue his wisdom. Too many people will pursue God and the things of God, but they never pursue his wisdom. This is why Proverbs 4 and 5 declares, get wisdom, get understanding. Therefore, for the next several weeks, we'll, we'll journey through the book of Proverbs, like I stated, in order to gain wisdom in a wicked world. I believe, I, I believe that's one of the, um, the missing pieces with so many believers. We want to go after the things of the spirit. We want to learn how to speak in tongues. We want to learn how to cast out devils, but nobody wants wisdom. And watch this. To cast out devils, I need wisdom. I've got to get wisdom. It's critical that believers, watch this, move both by the will and the wisdom of God. I don't just need to know the will of God and move by his will, but I also got to move by the wisdom of God. Somebody may be saying, why, Pastor Keith, if I know the will of God, why do I need the wisdom of God? Because while some might not be um, prophetic, watch this, aware of what God is doing, we at least need to be prudent. That means wise. Because all of us don't have this gift of prophecy or, or this prophetic calling on our lives. So I'm not always aware of what God is doing. So when I'm not aware of what God is doing, this is his will. I need to at least be prudent. Ah, that means wise. You don't have to be pr uh, prophetic as long as you're prudent. We, 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 we love the prophetic. We want to know what God is doing next in this season. And watch this. I believe this is why so many prophets did not know or prophesy that a pandemic was coming. Because God says in this season, it's not going to be the prophetic that's going to keep you, but it's going to be prudence. I need wisdom because you don't need to know every move of God as long as you can operate with the mind of God. I hope y'all caught what I just said. Y'all might need to put that in the comment box. If I don't know every move of God, I at least need to move with the mind of God. That's wisdom. And throughout the book of Proverbs, we glean varying levels of wisdom and varying lessons of wisdom. Because as wickedness is, as, is diverse, so must be our wisdom. I hope you all caught what I just said. No, notice what I said. Throughout the book of Proverbs, we glean varying levels of wisdom and varying lessons concerning wisdom. Because wickedness is diverse. So if wickedness is diverse, so must be our wisdom. Yet this evening, I want us to discuss the foundation for wisdom, and that's in Proverbs 1. Notice what the, the text begins with, the beginning of knowledge or the beginning of wisdom. I can't operate with the mind of God if I don't know the foundation for which his wisdom comes. So I want us to examine Proverbs 1, verses 1 through 7, so that we can glean some wisdom concerning the foundation for wisdom. 
Here's the first thing I want you to see in the text. Verse number one says this, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. Here's the first thing I want you to know. The prudence of God should always be passed down. All right? The prudence of God should always be passed down. Here's my first point. Posterity is the conduit for wisdom. Just stay with me, all right? Posterity is the conduit for wisdom. I believe we have that point on the screen. This is why Proverbs number one begins with detailing that Solomon was the seed of David. Stay with me. Because the wisdom of posterity is determined by what's poured into you. Uh, I want to give you a definition. Posterity means future generation, and herein lies one of the reasons we have a generation of believers that lack the wisdom of God, because the wisdom of God was not in their lineage. That means no one in the family put their faith in Christ. Some of us are are what we call, y'all know how they say first generation college students. Many of us got first generation believers. There was nobody in your line who had the wisdom of God, so the wisdom of God could never be passed down. That's, That's one reason why. Or if one did have the wisdom of God, they failed to pass that wisdom down. All right. So the question we got to ask ourselves is, who is pouring wisdom into you and who are you pouring wisdom into? Because posterity is the conduit for wisdom. So so at some point, I've got to be in a posture where I can receive wisdom. And once I receive wisdom as a believer, who am I passing that wisdom down to? Because wisdom needs a conduit, and that conduit is posterity. Wisdom don't just come out of nowhere, but it needs a conduit to pass that wisdom down. Notice, and I know some of y'all probably say, Pastor Keith, give me some text. I want to give you some text. Notice why Paul admonishes Titus with these words in Titus chapter 2, verse 2 through 6. I believe that scripture is on your screen. Titus chapter 2. Verse 2 through 6, notice what he tells Titus, that the older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, and impatient. The older women, likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderous, not given to much wine, um, and, and teachers of good things. I, y'all stay with me. And that they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, Homemakers, good, obedient to their husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. And one of the reasons why you don't have women stay with me that are not discreet, that are not chaste, that are not homemakers, that are not good, that are not obedient, that don't love their husbands because nobody told them to. Because wisdom should be passed down. And and notice this. Notice what verse number six says. It says, likewise, exhort the young men to be sober-minded. You wondering why all these young folk running around doing all kind of stuff, nobody told them to be sober-minded. In all things showing yourself, watch this to be a pattern of good works and doctrine showing integrity, reverence, and incorruptibility. This is why the church should never get so contemporary that we no longer have church mothers and fathers of the faith. Y'all know, we, everybody want to have the lights in the background. Everybody want to have the smoke, but nobody ain't got church mothers no more. Ah, uh, where are the church mothers? I remember Dr. Copeland um, did a message, and she said, where are the mothers? All right? Because where there is no, no mothers or fathers of the faith to pour their wisdom to the future posterity of the church, it will suffer. Y'all, y'all got to stay with me. This is why it's so critical when God endows wisdom upon me. And listen, I may be considered a young man, but I should be pouring wisdom into somebody else. 
When, when, I don't care how old you are, to the degree in which God gives you wisdom, you should p- pass it on, watch this, to another generation. All right? So, so in here, this, the church will only survive to the extent the posterity of the church receives wisdom. You wonder why, you, 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 you notice that many of us grew up in church, and we, you know, we, we, we like to say we were raised in church. And you wonder why so many young folk are in the world and they're caught up in the world, no longer want to be in church because watch this, no one ever poured or passed that wisdom down to that generation. And this is why Hosea 4.6 declares, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Somebody say wisdom. So therefore, our survival in a wicked world requires that we ensure the wisdom of future posterity. Because posterity, hear this, is a conduit for God's wisdom. So, so, so the first thing that we see is, is that posterity is a conduit for God's wisdom. Now let's look at verses 2, two through 4. The, the Bible declares to know wisdom and instruction, to, receive, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, and to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. As believers, we are not entitled to wisdom, but we become eligible for wisdom. I know we don't like that, but as soon as we're saved, that does not um, initially mean we're entitled to wisdom, but we have to become eligible for wisdom. In other words, there are prerequisites to God's wisdom. So, so my second point is there are prerequisites for God's wisdom. In verses 2 through 4, Solomon sets the stage that there is a foundation that must be laid prior to seeing the fruit of of wisdom. Consider what Solomon says concerning wisdom in these opening verses. He says the, there's the instruction of wisdom. The Bible says to know wisdom and instruction. Then there's this interpretation of wisdom to perceive the words of understanding. Then it, it talks about the inheritance of wisdom to receive instruction of wisdom, justice, equity, judgment and equity. And even the ability to impart wisdom, the Bible says, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion is dependent upon, watch this, the prerequisites for wisdom. So that means I can't instruct in wisdom, I can't interpret wisdom, I can't inherit wisdom, and I can't even impart wisdom until I meet some prerequisites for wisdom. What what then is the initial prerequisite for wisdom, somebody may be asking. I get that, Pastor Keith. We must consider the one who penned this proverb. Because if Solomon is saying that there's prerequisites to instruction, interpretation, inheritance, and impartation, we got to consider Solomon. Notice this. In 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verses 7 through 12a, it should be on your screen for note-taking purposes. 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verse 7 through 12a. Notice what the Bible declares. On that night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask what I shall give you. And Solomon said to God, you have shown great mercy to David, my father, and you have made me king in his place. Now, O Lord, let your promise be to David, my father, be established. For you have made me king over a people like the dust of the earth and multitude. Watch this. Verse number 10 says, now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this great people of yours? You can't even. Some folk just need to stop leading God's people if you have not been given God's wisdom. And then God said to Solomon, because this was in your heart and you have not asked for riches or wealth or honor in life 
of your enemies, nor have you asked for long life, but you asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourself that you may judge my people over whom I've made you king. So wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. Therefore, this, is, this wisdom is not as a result of position. Y'all got to stay with me. Y'all got folk in position that don't have wisdom. And, and uh, the other thing, wisdom is not received as a result of possessions. You can have a whole bunch of money. You know you got rich fools. All right, but wisdom is received by way of a plea. That means just because you have a title does not mean you are wise. That includes pastors. That includes bishops. I don't care if you're an apostle. And just because you have, a, have obtained riches does not mean you are wise. Because just as quick as you have, have received it, just as quickly you can lose it if you're not wise. That's good news to know that in order to receive wisdom, the foundational prerequisite is that all I got to do is request of God. That's good news to me, y'all, that, that I don't have to worry about. Some of y'all get caught up about where you came from. My mama ain't had no degree. My dad ain't go to college. It does not matter as long as you make a plea to God. That's good news to me. Therefore, if you fail to receive wisdom as a believer, then maybe you fail to request wisdom. This is why James 1 and 5 declares this. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all. Watch this liberally that means freely and without reproach that means if he gives it to you he will not take it away and it will be given unto him therefore the wisdom of God is given to those who willingly ask God for wisdom because this request of God is our prerequisite to receive wisdom here this is good news y'all for some of these young women that's trying to look for a husband you better ask God for wisdom before you choose that husband for some of us that are looking for this job that's going to set us up for the future all you got to do to make sure you don't pick the wrong job is to ask God for wisdom before you jump into this thing called ministry just because it looks good ask God for wisdom all I've got to do is make a request to God. That's good news to me, y'all, that there's prerequisites for wisdom. And Solomon says, the only way, reason that I've received wisdom is because I've requested the wisdom of God. So, so here's what i got to ask myself. If I feel like I lack wisdom, I, I've got to peruse the, 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 the days of my life and look back and see, have I ever asked God for his wisdom? That's good news. And God says, I'll give it to you freely if you ask me of it. So the first thing I said is, is that, 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 that posterity is a conduit for wisdom. Then I said there's some prerequisites for wisdom. We need wisdom in a wicked world, y'all. And now let's look at verse number five. It says a wise man will hear and increase learning. Wisdom is never a place of arrival because wisdom is continually attained. I hope y'all stay with me. That, in other words, wisdom is progressive. So if you're taking notes, the, the next thing I want you to know, wisdom is pro progressive. The mind of God is expansive and beyond comprehension. Therefore, our pursuit of the wisdom of God should be continual. I hope y'all caught what I just said. Because God is so expansive in his mind and because God is, is without comprehension, my, my pursuit of wisdom of, of his, his wisdom should always be continual because I'll never get the fullness of his wisdom on this earthly journey. Right? That means beyond the act of asking God for wisdom, we must ask ourselves, ask ourselves, is our pursuit of wisdom active? Oh, I, hope, I, want, I want to say that again. Beyond just asking God for wisdom, I need to make sure that my pursuit of wisdom is active. This is why Paul admonishes believers in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 15. 
He says to always pursue that which is good for both ourselves and others. And watch this, that includes wisdom. Therefore, the questions we must ask ourselves, are we in pursuit of God's wisdom? Some of y'all ain't even started the journey, all right? But I've got to ask myself, am I in pursuit of God's wisdom? Am I content with my wisdom or is my pursuit continual? Listen, I'm a continual pursuer of God's wisdom. You'll never know God enough. You'll never know too much about God. You'll never know too much about his word. That's why some folk, they'll start knowing a little bit about God and get high, high and mighty and above themselves filled up with pride. And God says, you'll never know that much about me. I need your pursuit of my wisdom to be continual. And here's the other thing. Are we progressing in God's wisdom? What do I mean? Do I fall victim to the same plots of the wicked or do the schemes of the enemy seem to vary in my life? In other words, the enemy has to get more creative because I've gotten more wise. So, so I don't want to fall victim to the same plot of the enemy. Is my, is my wisdom in God progressing? I, I had to learn this the hard way, y'all. Some people used to take advantage of my kindness and I, and I just keep, I kept falling victim to the same thing to the same thing until I got to a point where I took hold of God's wisdom. And now the enemy has to get more crafty in how he comes after me because I've been progressing in the wisdom of God. That's how you know you've been progressing when the enemy starts getting creative, all right? Why is the progression of wisdom so vital in the lives of believers? Y'all may be saying, why? Why, Pastor Keith? Consider Luke chapter 2, verse 52, all right? Luke chapter 2, verse 52 says this. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Y'all got to stay with me. The the fruit of um, progressive wisdom is also progressive favor. That's good news to me. If I can progress in my wisdom of God, the progression of his favor will also follow me. And notice this, not only with God, but with men as well. Why? Because for God to entrust you with his wisdom, it's a sign that he favors you. And the wisdom of God will always cause you to be favored by men. That's good news to me. When God says, I can trust you, Pastor Keith, enough to give you a level of wisdom that shows that his favor is upon my life. And whenever I operate in the wisdom of God, the favor of men will follow. That's good news, y'all. That's good news to me. Even more, consider how Paul speaks of this entrusting of increasing wisdom in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 6 through 8. Notice what Paul says. He says, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for they, they had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Then in Paul Uh, says this in verse number 10, that this wisdom is only revealed to those by God's spirit. That means those who God favors and that only the spirit can search the deep or the progressive wisdom of God. Therefore, we will only walk in the mind of God when we pursue the wisdom of God progressively. Y'all got to stay with me. If I want to operate and walk in the wisdom of God, I've got to always be in pursuit, watch this, of his wisdom. I'm never at a place of arrival, but is my pursuit of his wisdom active? All right. 
So, so the first thing I said is that, that, that there's posterity is a conduit for God's wisdom. I said there's some prerequisites for God's wisdom. And then I said God's wisdom is progressive. Our pursuit should be progressive. And here's, I believe, the last point I want to share with you tonight before we close out um, this message, this lesson for tonight. Notice the last, this last portion of, um, of the text. It says, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. All right? For many, their lack of wisdom is as a result of their unwillingness to learn. Stay with me, all right? Because it makes no sense to request wisdom but not be in a posture to receive. You got a lot of folk that want to request wisdom, but as soon as God sends somebody to impart wisdom, we're not in a position to receive. So in other words, the question I got to ask myself is, am I a pupil of wisdom? That, that, that means, am I a student of wisdom? All right? So my last point is, wisdom is only obtained by pupils. All right? This is why Solomon declares in our foundational text that a man of wisdom will seek wise counsel. And hear this, God is unwilling to trust you with wisdom if you are unwilling to be taught. Oh, y'all got to catch what I just said. God is unwilling to trust you with wisdom if you are unwilling to be taught. And this is why you got so many fools in the body of Christ, because you got so many people who are unwilling to be taught. Some believers just need to sit down somewhere and be taught, right? Because your pride will keep you from receiving prudence. This is why I tell my church all the time, I, this pastor is looking for another pastor to teach me, all right? Because every pastor needs a pastor, all right? What do I mean? Some people believe they are beyond being taught. You are, oh, Lord, too high in authority to receive counsel. They, I, I've got too many achievements to receive counsel. Or watch this, I'm even too anointed to receive counsel. If you're sitting under a pastor, a leader that has that feel like they got too much authority, that they got too many achievements, and they are too anointed to receive counsel, watch this, you better run because God will never trust them with his wisdom. Yet the day you believe yourself to be beyond counsel, wisdom, watch this, will always be beyond you. That's a good point, y'all. Somebody need to put that in the comment box. The day you believe yourself to be beyond counsel, wisdom will always be beyond you because you can be too high where wisdom can't find you. Ooh, we got some, too many folk that are way too high and wisdom can't find them. What a sad tragedy. Therefore, if we desire wisdom, here's what we got to ask ourselves. Who's teaching me? All right? Am I open to receive? All right. Do I have, my former pastor used to say this, a teachable spirit? Is, and watch this, is consistent, competent, and credible counsel present in my life? That's a, that's a critical question I got to ask myself. Some, my wife tell me all the time, Keith, you need to get some people out your ear. And I know, I, I, I know, I know what she's trying to tell me because you don't want to receive everybody. But all I'm looking for is consistent, competent, and credible counsel. All right? Here's a word of wisdom. Wisdom is not as a result of any counsel, but called counsel. All right? Those with the wisdom of God. This is why Solomon said, "A wise man attains wise counsel." Right? So, so don't just receive any counsel, but make sure you receive counsel that has been called. That's why she tell me, don't keep everybody in my ear. I've got to make sure that I'm receiving those that are been called by God. 
right? Because access to wisdom is dependent upon who you are attached to. I hope y'all just caught what I just said. Your access to wisdom, the wisdom of God, is going to be dependent upon who you are attached to. Right? This is why Deuteronomy 32.28 declares this. For they are a nation void of counsel, nor is there any understanding in them. God says because they, they aren't attached to wise counsel, there is no level of understanding in them. As believers, it matters who you are attached to. I'm telling you, you may say, I like this church because my friends go here. I, I, I like the fellowship here. I, I, I like that we give to the community. But you better be careful who the pastor is. Who are you attached to? All right? The pastor you submit to, the believers you are connected with, and the counsel that you re receive will all dictate the level of access that you have to the wisdom of God. It matters. Tell your, tell your neighbor, I know you're probably in your house by yourself, but it matters who I'm attached to. Because the wisdom of God is obtained by those who are willing and teachable pupils. I got to be, you can be a student and not be teachable. Y'all know that, right? You, they had to get on me in school back in the day because I was in class. But was I teachable? You got to be teachable, all right? So here, I want to end with this, all right? Because I know we've been, been at it for a while, and I just want to lay a foundation for this series. A foundation must be laid before the fruit of wisdom can be manifested. All right? There has to be a foundation for wisdom. God is saying, in this season, I don't need you to be prophetic. I need you to be prudent. That means wise. The wisdom of God requires a plea to God. It requires an active pursuit of wisdom because wisdom is progressive. And it requires us being pupils of wisdom attached to wise counsel. All right? And then I, I said this. I need to make sure that if I want the posterity or the future generations to survive, that the posterity of, uh, 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 of the church it, it, it is, is a conduit for God's wisdom. All right, stay with me. But even more, wisdom in a wicked world has another prerequisite. And I want to end with this. Look at verse 7a. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So that means you can seek the wisdom of God but if you are not submitted to God, the wisdom of God will always be fleeting. Y'all stay with me. The prudence of God requires us to be prostrate, right? Submitted, hear this, to the power, the plan, and the providence of God. Because this is really the beginning of wisdom. This is why the fear of the Lord, Solomon said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all knowledge, right? Because it's one thing to know that God is in control, but only the wise um, will submit to his control. Y'all got to stay with me. A, a lot of people know that God is in control, but it takes a wise man to submit to his control because he knows better than us. And hear this, watch this. Isaiah 58, 8 through 9 declares, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Therefore, a consistently wise man is a consistently prostrate man. That, that means I've always got to be submitted to him. Really, wisdom is not that I can just have all this knowledge of God and I just operate in any way. Sometimes being wise means, God, you know better than me. I have no plan. I, I have no clue about how to navigate this. And all I got to do is say, God, I'm going to be prostrate. I'm going to submit. I believe 2020 has revealed this. 
Hey, I, I can't figure it out, y'all. We, me and my wife trying to figure out, should we send our back, kids back to daycare? Should we go back to work? Should we do this? Should we do X, Y, and Z? And all we got to say, God, we say. Because a wise man is always prostrate. All right? So, so if you always find yourself fighting the power, the plan, and the providence of God, the wisdom of God will always be far from you. You got a lot of saved folk that's always fighting his power. God, I don't want that part of my life. You got folk that's always fighting his plan. God, I don't want that part in my life. We're always fighting the providence of God, his, his ultimate control. And if you always fight against that, then you will all, wisdom will always be far from you. Because a prostrate posture is the foundation for wisdom. I, I pray this helps somebody tonight. That, and I want to begin this journey um, for wisdom in a wicked world. We need it, y'all. And, and you can look across the TV screen and look on the news that we need wisdom in a wicked world. All right? We got to realize that their posterity is a conduit for God's wisdom. I got to know that. I, I've got to know that there's some prerequisite for God's wisdom. I, I got to know that, 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 that I have to be a pupil for God's wisdom. I, I, got, I got to know these things, all right? And then I got to know that I've always got to be prostrate before God, all right? I've got to submit to him because he knows better than me. Let me pray. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you, God, for who you are and, God, for your wisdom. God, we thank you, God, that your, your ways are not our ways. Your thoughts are higher than ours. God, a wise man knows, God, that we must submit to you, your very plan, your very power, and your very providence. God, give us wisdom in a wicked world. God, we need that type of wisdom. God, we want to glean from your proverbs over these next few weeks. And God, I pray, God, for everyone that's watching. God, at, at, at the end of the day, if they don't know what to do, God, God, that they'll lay prostrate before you. They'll submit to your plan, to your powers. Your providence, we pray. We love you and adore you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, I love you guys. I pray um, that this message uh, helps somebody. And, and over the course of the month of July, we'll be digging into various proverbs because we need, we need proverbs. We need the proverbs. We need the wisdom of God. They're priceless. All right? And many people don't pursue wisdom like we pursue the other things of God. So we want to do that over the course of the month of July. Hey, I also, if you um, want to sow into our ministry, thank you for all those who support the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Um, I appreciate it as your pastor. There's been many people who have just been watching what God has been doing through our ministry and sowing into this work. I want you to continue to do so. If God leads you, we were able to give away groceries on this past week, give away home goods, this last Sunday. We want to continue to be a blessing to the community. Um, so help us continue that work. I believe our cash app is on the screen at this time. And then you can also go to our PayPal, which is located on our website, which is also on the screen at this time. So I love you guys, and I look forward to seeing you on Sunday at 1030 as I start a new sermon series. And then join us again on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Uh, for our midweek wisdom. Thank you, and I love you. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. 
My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.